When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back, everybody, from Thanksgiving holiday. Clay and Buck time. We got much to discuss with you. Clay, thank you for holding down the fort, making sure there's plenty of turkey to go around in my absence. I will say, um, I think I, I might have hit the limit for how much weight one could gain in 48 hours. I went I went uh, all in in the paint, my friend. Did you weigh elbows. yourself? Did you actually weigh yourself? Clay, of course not. I don't weigh myself yeah. to the new year, my friend. Oh, I know, I I know to- there's a lot of nervousness uh, for people getting out of the shower this morning, uh, You know, starting off return to work schedule. That scale is there and uh, a lot of apprehensive glances in that direction. So we're, we're uh, definitely in, re- in recovery from Thanksgiving feast, from the food comas that people may have fallen into. I hope you all had an absolutely fantastic one. And uh, look, we, we basically have a bit of a sprint between now and the uh, Christmas holiday at the end of the year um, and, and Hanukkah and uh, the New Year's. And then we're just in the thick of the political cycle. You know, we're we're what, 49 days out, right? 49 days. or 50 I think that's days. basically so, it. Yeah, I think it's whatever we'll call it. We'll call it just under 50. Under that's 50. Gotta be under 50. Under 50 um, for. The first votes to be cast. So this is all going to be happening very quickly. We'll have updates for you on that one. They're starting to, I think, turn the machinery of uh, destruction and defamation against Donald Trump more and more on the left. I think they're already starting to try to get an early uh, an early look at their Trump derangement syndrome uh, mechanisms. I think they're trying to get them fired up as quickly as they can. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Some some other interesting stuff going on. Uh, we have New York retailers uh, lost four point four billion due to organized shoplifting in twenty twenty two. That's not yeah, even that's just crazy off the cuff or sort of on the fly shoplifting. That's organized retail theft, which is really just a form of organized crime. Everybody probably start calling it that. Unease about people walking in at night near their home nationwide is at a thirty year high, according to Gallup. I thought that was some. 
unsettling but important data we can dive into later on in the show. But, Clay, I know we've also got the shots that people yeah. are not getting. Uh, you'll give us those numbers in a little bit, but people are not getting COVID shots, which is so strange because I remember two years ago, if you wouldn't get the COVID shot, you were like a monster. You were a horrible person. That's what they told us. But first up, there's some breaking news uh, just today. So the truce between Israel and Hamas is going to be extended for two days. And on Sunday, Hamas released the third group of hostages. This was just yesterday. So it's been three different hostages releases as of yesterday. And now there's an agreement to extend with more hostages released. So uh, there's been this four-day ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Uh, the ceasefire on Sunday freed 14 Israelis, including a four-year-old who holds dual U.S. citizenship, three Thai citizens, 39 Palestinian prisoners set to be released by Israel. Um, and, and Clay, you may have seen this one over the weekend. This kind of goes to the politics uh, of what's happening here, what's going on. The White House, this is the Washington Post piece, grapples with internal divisions on Israel-Gaza. Now, you raised this first on the show. The White House, uh, apparently, well, Joe Biden specifically, apologized to a group. This was just reported yesterday in the Washington Post. Apologized to a group of Muslim-American leaders and said that he shouldn't have doubted so strongly Hamas-supplied casualty numbers. This is what he says behind closed doors. Clay, I think the Democrats are finding out they can't have it both ways on this stuff. Yeah, and... I, I, I think this is part of the, the major obstacle that exists for Joe Biden's reelection is the identity politics world that Democrats created where you gr- view everything through the prism of race oppression. The idea that white men are evil is falling down all around them. And, you know, Trump was kind of the, uh, the, 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 the their boogeyman the great Satan that they could rely upon uniting all of their identity politics coalition. I don't think that's working very well, Buck. And it's not only that Biden is facing internal divisions inside of his own, uh, inside of his own tent. It's that many people, black, white, Asian, and Hispanic who otherwise bought into what Joe Biden sold in 2020 increasingly, I think are getting red pilled in real time. And I talked over this holiday with a variety of different people who are Jewish, who are all different political persuasions. And this is a national, international red pill moment for many of them. And for those of you out there who are not familiar with the concept of the red pill, uh, you know, it's a phrase, a metaphor that took on a lot of, uh, a lot of power in the last seven or eight years, I would say, uh, where if you remember the movie, The Matrix, you make a choice. If you want to see the, take the red pill, uh, then you see how deep everything goes. It's the Neo character suddenly becomes aware of the simulation in which he is his living. And I think there's a lot of you out there that are similar to me. Now, you have also a lot of Buck Sextons out there in the world who, when they were 12 years old, were reading William F. Buckley and, uh, and, and nodding along and, and, uh, and as one that does. is all that is certainly yeah, as one does. That is certainly a, a not insubstantial portion of this audience. But I think there's a lot of people like me too who just kind of slowly, as you aged, looked around and said, man, a lot of this stuff is not adding up. And I've heard from so many Jewish people, uh, and, and I'm sure that a lot of you are listening to us right now, who October 7th was, and the resulting uh, aftermath of October 7th and the reaction 
was for them a crystallizing moment that they they suddenly became aware, wait a minute, we're not really on the same team anymore. And I think a lot of you out there probably had conversations with kids and grandkids coming home from college campuses, and some of those I bet were uncomfortable because your kids are telling you that Jews are the bad guy here and you're having to explain to them that despite the fact that they're ostensibly highly educated, they've been very susceptible to being told uh, and taught untruths. And so I think this is what Joe Biden is reconciling. When you have huge support from Jews and Muslims in your 2020 election, this is not an issue you can third weigh it. You're either on the side of good or evil. Hamas is evil. The Jews are are in this situation good. And it's not a difficult decision for most people. I don't know if there's been a time since the uh, since the real thick of the covid madness of the Biden regime that I've had so many people reach out who listen to this show, whether just people who listen or even friends of mine from from earlier in life that I haven't heard from in years who just say, I just want to you know say thank thanks to me and to you for just speaking with moral clarity on this issue, yeah. because I think this is a moment of moral clarity. I think that people who don't see it as such are confused or worse. I think confused is the best thing that you could try to say about it. And certainly in this meeting today with Benjamin Netanyahu and Elon Musk, um, and I'll, as an aside, I've been reading the uh, Walter Isaacs and Elon How Musk. How do you like it? It's excellent. Really? Really. I mean, it's super readable, so I was flying through that. That was what I was reading over the holiday, so I'll probably be dropping some Elon Musk knowledge in the weeks ahead. Uh, fascinating guy, and we should have him on the show, by the way. we got to get him on the show. But anyway, back to moral clarity, back to the fight against Hamas. Benjamin Netanyahu meeting with Elon Musk. Listen to what is, uh, the Israeli prime minister has to say. Play five. If you want peace, destroy Hamas. If you want security, destroy Hamas. If you want a better life for the Palestinians in Gaza who've been hijacked uh, by Hamas, destroy Hamas. Uh, all of that is a precursor to the question that you asked. You first have to get rid of the poisonous regime, uh, as you did in Germany as you did in Japan yeah. uh, in World War II. These were two... There's no choice. There's no choice. Uh, so that, that's this, a prerequisite. Yes. Th- that is the the point of clarity here. Okay, we can talk about ceasefires and negotiations, and we can certainly have conversations about ways to mitigate, although elimination is not possible, and that's an impossible standard, but to mitigate Palestinian casualties in Gaza. But the mission set here is clear, and this is what these two individuals, Benjamin Netanyahu and Elon Musk, are agreeing on, the mission set is the destruction and elimination of Hamas as an entity, which means its leadership is either captured or killed, and it's you know its primary uh, cells and 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 fighter groups mechanisms etc. are taken off the battlefield. That's it. Otherwise, Hamas gets away with it and continues this, and that's unacceptable. Well, and to some extent, Hamas is getting away with the taking of the hostages. They're being rewarded for stealing and holding. 240 Jewish people in captivity for the last almost 50 days and beyond because they're getting a three to one return is my understanding of hostages. That is Israel is giving back three for every one they get in in the past. And this always goes to the respect for life that the Israeli people and Israeli regime is is rooted in not saying it's perfect, but it is rooted in respect for life and protection of life. Um, Clay, in the past, there have been far bigger, you know, the, the Israelis will swap hundreds for one of their own. They will do prisoner releases out of prison of, of terrorists if they need to, 
to save the lives of one of their own. Now, that's always very difficult, right? Now, we say we don't negotiate with terrorists. I used to work in CIA-CTC. I can tell you that what the government has done, especially under the Obama administration, was negotiate with terrorists a whole heck of a lot. I'll also say this, Buck. You notice how every time there's actually peril or danger in the world, biology becomes real again? You know who's getting released? Women and children first. There, uh, It's amazing how when there are times of peril, look at Ukraine. I believe the, the numbers are every man under the age of 60 has been drafted. Now, there are some women who have been fighting, but you're not allowed to leave the country of Ukraine, I don't think, legally, if you're under the age of 60. And to my understanding, no men have been released at all. You've probably seen that meme of the Titanic going down where the bad guy is uh, rushing towards the lifeboats. And, uh, you know, the, there's the picture. It says women you and children the, the, first. the Billy Zane character. Yes. He was he was so good in Titanic. I got to say so good. So good as a bad guy. But, it, you know, there's a meme of him trying to rush to the lifeboats and it says women and children first. And immediately the Billy Zane character, obviously, this is made up, screams, I'm trans, uh, which is which is very funny. <laughs> I, and have you seen, have that meme? seen that? Oh, it's great. So good. Uh, women and children first. He screams, I'm trans. Uh, but women and children are being released first. And. Whenever there's in Ukraine, what do they do? Pass out guns to the men and say, hey, if you leave the country, we're going to shoot you. You better go get on the front lines and fight. So, uh, being concerned with what a man is or what a woman is is a luxury of extremely wealthy peacetime reality that the vast majority of the world does not engage in this subterfuge, in this absurdity. And I always think it just kind of brings back home uh, biological reality every time I see the headline, you know, more women and children are being released. Certainly we want all the Americans and all of the Israelis back healthy. Uh, but so far, it's only women and children that are being released. Could I also just just point out, Clay, that there, there we talked about moral clarity. And I'm not saying there aren't areas of complexity and you can get into the his, historical back and forth over israel and palestine and what happened in 48 and what happened in 67 and what happened in the yom kippur war and you know you, sure there's a ton of complexity people spend their whole lives but there are areas of true and in, and critical moral clarity that we have seen right if you go in and kill uh and kill 1400 people because and, and do it in the way that the palestinians did civilians you're the bad guy Yes. I mean, I, I know that we're not supposed to think in these very straightforward terms, but we need to think in these very straightforward terms. And I just think of the four-year-old um, Abigail Moore Edan, who is a little four-year-old girl. She holds dual U.S. citizenship, okay, with Israeli citizenship. So she's a U.S. citizen and an Israeli citizen. Um, how can you not know you're the bad guy when you're holding a four-year-old girl hostage? Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not possible. Because there, there are Hamas people. Now, you know, people I know, the Hamas apologists will say, well, look, they kept her alive, you know, as though we're supposed to be thankful they didn't murder a four-year-old girl after murdering a lot of children and babies yes. before. But it's not like this isn't, this is beyond them. They are absolutely capable and have shown us that they are willing to engage in that level of barbarity. But when you're taking four-year-old girls hostage because you have a political gripe, you're the, you're the bad guy and you need to catch a hellfire missile in the face. That's the truth. It's 100% the truth, and also it's terrifying how many people in America can no longer recognize that there is good and evil and call out evil when they see it, especially because they've been conditioned to think that evil is somebody sharing a social media post that they don't like. 
Uh, if you're traveling this holiday season and you're a Pure Talk customer, they've got you covered with international roaming in over 30 countries. Pure Talk's customer service worked hard to make this easy for you. European countries, the Bahamas, you name it, in 30 countries, Pure Talk provides you with international roaming. Here's the best part. No rate increase when you use their international plans. Pure Talk still saves the average size family almost $1,000 a year with prices starting at just 20 bucks a month. And... They put you on America's most dependable 5G network, so the coverage is second to none. My 15-year-old has a cell phone. It is a Pure Talk cell phone. We rely on it to stay in touch with him. You can rely on it for your family as well. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company, and you will be well on your way to saving an absolute bundle. Uh, from your cell phone, dial pound 250. Say the keywords Clay and Buck to make the switch today, and you'll save... An additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250. Say save now to start saving on wireless. Do it today. Pound 250. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. 
Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. So I was driving for like eight or nine hours, as many of you were, uh, over the holiday weekend on Sunday. So I primarily listened to the NFL on a radio and, and whatnot. I was also not plugged in on my phone like I ordinarily would be. So I didn't even see this. But evidently they had a fire alarm during the NFL red zone. Listen to this. Cut 20, I believe. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a first in my 20-something year broadcasting career. We have an alarm going off in the studios of NFL Red Zone right now in our studios here in Inglewood, California. We are being told we need to evacuate the building. We do not know the nature of the emergency. You can probably hear the alarm going right over the top of my right shoulder here as it is something absolutely unprecedented for us. They take no commercial breaks, and they jump from one NFL game to another. Now, listeners may not know this, but this happened to Buck in his uh, apartment building in <laughs> Miami. Yeah. It started to go off like with 15 minutes left in the show or whatever, and Buck, you just had to tap out. I don't even know that we hardly mentioned it at the time, but that has happened on this show also. Did you watch? 41 million people watched uh, the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I think it's the third most watched NFL regular season game ever. Buck, did you watch any football with your brothers over Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, I did not. I did not, not one minute. I did not watch one minute of football over the weekend, no. What no, Clay, percentage of our you, audience do you think didn't watch one minute of football this weekend at all? I, I, well, let me just first say, I think our audience appreciates that I keep it real. <laughs> Buck keeps it real. I don't just come on here and say, I don't know about the sports ball things. I do not go home and watch the sport. I did accidentally tune in last night. There was an overtime thing that was very interesting with the Eagles and another team. Yeah, the, the Eagles and the Bills went to overtime. But that was accidental. But I was like, well, it's like the last play and someone's going to win. So I turned that on for a second. Allie producer who was still uh, with her family up in Massachusetts, uh, she says she did not watch a minute either. So I would bet 5% of our audience, maybe maybe 10% didn't watch a single moment. I mean, just walking in from the kitchen, you would think it would be almost impossible to, uh, to avoid in general. Uh, but intentionally, Buck managed to do it. So, uh, so more power to you there. I want to tell you about our friends at uh, MyPillow. You know, you need new towels. Everybody needs new towels out there. Maybe you're recognizing it after the holiday. You had people coming for Thanksgiving, staying at your house, and maybe you felt a little bit bad about how threadbare and worn your towels were. When I get hooked up, my pillow is so confident you're going to love their brand new towels that you get two months to make sure they live up to your expectations with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98 with our names as your promo code, Clay and Buck. You can get the designer premium line for just 20 bucks more. Either way, 50% in savings. Get the offer online right now at MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square to check out the new My Towel six-piece towel set. 50% off in savings. Enter the promo code, Clay and Buck, for this special and many more. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. As 
for the other Americans that we believe are in uh, captivity, being held hostage. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of information about them, where they are, what condition they might be in, or what exactly the schedule would be for their release. That said, as you heard the president say over the weekend, we're going to keep working at this hour by hour, and we certainly have every hope. Uh, that when these four days are over with and the original agreement is done, that Hamas will be able to come up with more hostages in coming days to allow that pause to continue and allow more people to get out. So that's the National Security Council spokesman for the Biden regime here. And he he's certainly more aware of what's going on than the commander in chief, officially speaking. Joe Biden, when asked about American hostages being released, this is cut seven. This is what he had to say. Mr. President, do you have an update on the other Americans who are being held in any sense as to when they would be released? Uh, We are hopeful, but I don't have anything firmly to tell you at this moment. Have you extracted any guarantees about proof of life for other hostages? Or do you have an expectation of how much longer you could push this pause? Well, look, you know the deal calls for for every for every 10 hostages released to extend another day. So I'm hopeful this is not the end. It's going to continue. But we don't know. So, Clay, you have a Biden administration that is in the midst of trying to at least domestically politically play it both ways a bit you know oh i don't i don't want to seem like i'm being too harsh on on hamas because that somehow is being too harsh on the palestinians and they're they are forever victims they're always the victims even when they're victimizing other people um and then you also have the democrat media chorus out there this is uh cut nine this is joe scarborough while this is happening in the aftermath of the biggest mass casualty terror attack since 9-11, for, uh, approximately 1,400 Israelis brutally murdered by Hamas terrorists. Um, and the word you'll hear, or the, the approach, the talking point that you'll hear from Democrats is, oh, but things would be so much worse if Biden wasn't president, you know, if like Trump were president, play nine. The crisis we're going through right now where the world could really spiral into World War Three, but it's not because a guy who's actually had 50 years of experience. It shows the contrast between a guy obsessed with marketing his brand, a guy obsessed with gestures, a guy who governed by gesture versus, well, Joe Biden, who has 50 years of experience. And when a deal goes sideways on the hostages, he can pick up the phone, he can call, he can get it done. This is this is truly delusional. First of all, the the clay, the the elevation of Biden as some tactician, like some uh, Talleyrand or Metternich or, you know, some some skilled international operator. Uh, Joe Biden's a buffoon on foreign policy, and it's been known for 40 years. But beyond that, this is like. Saying that the world would be worse off if Biden weren't president would be like someone who the house is burning down on his watch. We're saying, hey, if I wasn't here, guys, the house across the street would be burning down, too. I don't think that's very compelling. Yeah. And I I wonder, I mean, I'll extend the invite. I think I said this last week when Joe Scarborough said that the president was going to be Trump if he were president would be executing his political opponents. Do you think Joe Scarborough is a dumb man? Or do you think he has just become comfortable being a propagandist for idiocy? I think that he I, is utter, utterly 
um, and completely bereft of any ethical compunction with what he will say for the MSNBC audience. Whatever gets it done, those paychecks, the guys paid millions, they flow in. He does. He's a former Republican, everybody. A Republican member of Congress. Representing where I just came from, the panhandle of Florida. So I spent uh, my Thanksgiving, by the way, met a lot of our listeners. I did a book signing in Rosemary Beach, Florida, where we have a place. Just absolutely love it down there. But it is one of the best places in America. So the idea that Joe Scarborough could go from a Republican member of Congress to shilling for Joe Biden. And look, if you want to argue that uh, that Trump is not the right choice or and we probably need to play Mitt Romney at some point, who is talk about a, an utter oh disgrace boy. and failure. Uh, but if you want to argue that Trump is not the right choice, there's a big percentage of people out there listening right now who are all in on Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and. Maybe Vivek or Chris Christie, you feel like there is a far better option than Trump. I could, I can accept that argument, right? That is a valid position to have as we come into the primary season. That's not crazy. Uh, you know, I think that you can have an argument that Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis would win even more than Trump would. I don't know that I'd buy it, but I think you can make that argument. I don't see how at all, given where Joe Biden is, that you can be arguing things would be so much worse if Biden were not in office. I mean, again, we've played this game before, Buck, and I think it's such an interesting question because it flips it on its head. What has Biden done well? What would you point to in the three-plus years that Biden has been in office and say, boy, you know, he's really handled that well. Regardless of your politics, usually if you're a Republican, you can point to something that a Democrat's done and say, hey, you know, I might not agree with everything, but he did this and vice versa. You're a Republican, uh, uh, you're a Democrat and Republicans in office. You can point to something and say, hey, I don't agree with the guy on a lot of what can you even point to and say, you know, on this issue, Joe Biden has done a really good job. I, I legitimately can't even think of anything in this country that is better today than it was when Joe Biden came into office. I will say, I think that it almost works to his benefit that the expectations are so low that for anyone to think that he really is responsible for almost any of these decisions in a meaningful way, I think it's largely the perception of those at least paying attention to politics in this country that the people around Joe Biden, his advisors and everyone else are making the calls. And we've talked about the third term of Obama and how there's top Obama advisors and Obama himself weighing in on these things. And that's a matter of record. That's not just some conspiracy theory. Um, I, I think that's all a part of it. And I just think that the expectations are so low for Biden in decision making that it almost diffuses. It's a little bit like what we saw with covid or somehow people were making horrible decisions, but nobody was ever responsible for the decision because it was the system. I'm not sure people even really hold Joe Biden as responsible for a lot of this as they should, because they do recognize that it's not really Biden doing this stuff a lot of the time. It's whoever is closest to him in the White House who happens to have the portfolio that you would think a president is the decider on, but not this president. Well, I think this goes to the failure of Joe Biden's sort of beginning of his campaign. They're going to hammer abortion. I don't think by and large that people are actually that terrified of abortion in general, but that that's what they're going to hammer. And then they're going to try to play what Joe Scarborough just argued. And I think this is significant. Yeah, things might be bad. We've got war in the Middle East. 
We've got war in Europe. We've got a wide open southern border. We've got 21st century highs in in violent crime. Uh, We have all of these embedded price and costs that are so significant that everybody's paying way more for everything. But it would be so much worse if Trump were in office. And that's a tough argument to make when, again, things that Biden's actually responsible for. What can you point to and say, hey, he's done a really good job with that? Virtually nothing. And that's why you have to argue Trump would be worse. But when people have the perception that things are bad, arguing that somebody else would be worse is hard to do. It's like all these college football coaches, Buck, and even an NFL coach got fired today, um, which is rare uh, in the NFL to get fired in season. Sorry to the Carolina Panthers out there. Frank Reich is gone. But things got so bad that nobody's willing to buy into, oh, if we fire the coach, things are going to get worse. And I think that's a really difficult hurdle for the Biden people to get over right now. Now, as you pointed about, pointed out, maybe the economy starts to come back up and we look better relative than where we were, you know, at this point in time, by the time November voting yeah. is here. But right now, that's tough. I mean, the, I remember very well, because it was the first presidential election that I covered, you know, not that I was doing media work instead of working at the CIA. And, uh, I remember, Barack Obama had a very weak economy and a very weak recovery going into the re-election of 2012, right? And somehow it became about all these other things and 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 personal affinity for the candidate, and uh, it, it didn't matter. The worst, remember this, somehow Barack Obama got re-elected. Uh, and I know when I'm saying somehow, there are people that are shouting out all kinds of reasons, but I'm just saying he was able to get re-elected, Clay, with, by the numbers, the worst recovery from a recession since the end of World War II. Yeah. So really, effectively, the worst recovery from a recession in American politi- American modern political history, and the guy gets reelected. So, you know. People- you know why? Because he ran against Mitt friggin' Romney. Well, we that. need to tee off on next hour. <laughs> we need to Who get is- the Romney, yeah. We need to track down, the, if there's audio or the quote, we'll read the quote to you. But Mitt, I don't know what he's thinking these days. I don't know what he's thinking. We'll get into it. All right. Protecting the lives of unborn babies will forever be a priority for me. It's been that way with our partners at the Preborn Network of Clinics for more than 17 years. Preborn is a nonprofit organization dedicated to saving the lives of the unborn. They accomplish that every day by rescuing 200 babies across the country. Preborn's team knows they're fighting against giants. Planned Parenthood, just one of those giants, receives millions in reimbursements for providing services to people covered by Medicaid and grants from government agencies, primarily HHS. But Preborn, to save lives, relies relies on individuals like you and me. They use our donations from the pro-life community to provide free ultrasound experiences, introducing a pregnant mother to her child and providing up to two years of counseling and resources. That ultrasound experience alone is often why a mother decides on life versus abortion. Right now, through a match, your tax-deductible gift is doubled. And because Preborn supports both mothers and babies with diapers, car seats, counseling, and more for up to two years, your gift goes a lot further. Please double down today. Using your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 saying baby or go to preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Preborn has a 100% charity rating sponsored by Preborn. 
geek out with the guys on the Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast. A new episode every Sunday. Find it on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another healthcare provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in, Buck Sexton, Clay Travis. Buck, I'm doing something on Wednesday that you probably never anticipated. I'm going to be walking the red carpet. The Daily Wire has got a new movie. We were just watching it. They've released a trailer, and I'll give you the premise. Um, The premise is that a group of guys decide they're going to identify as women and compete for a women's basketball championship. Uh, it, it's got a lot of the people that uh, that you've heard on this program before. Riley Gaines is in it. I've got a, uh, a, a I'm, I'm in it as a opposing basketball coach. I'm a women's basketball coach trying to beat the men. Um, and they're having the premiere of the movie on Wednesday. I think we have a fun cut for it, but this is, and I talked to Jeremy about this, and I think one or either Jeremy or Ben Shapiro is going to come on the show to talk about it. But he said this is exactly the kind of movie that Hollywood would have made in the 90s when I was reading through the script, and I think it's going to be pretty funny to ridicule. I mean, it's basically Joanna Man, right? Uh, the idea being that a man decides to identify as a woman 
is actually comedically ridiculous and hysterical. And South Park has made fun of this. But the left is so afraid of insulting trans people that they pretend this issue doesn't exist. But I think this movie is going to be funny. I think we've got to cut. Here's a few, uh, a little bit of it. And then I'll let you react. Tell me what you think, Buck. In a world where women's sports is being transformed, the Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. This is the way the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, that's called gender fluid. So I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. We could dominate every woman's sport. Running, swimming, soccer. I said sport, Felix. Lady Ballers. One can even be trans age now. Let's provide Sheila with a wonderful opportunity to relive all the experiences that she missed out on in school. <laughs> all right. I mean, Buck, the concept is perfect, right? I mean, it's really funny. I, I think it's all going to be like any film. It's all going to be in the in the execution. The trailer does look it looks promising to me. Uh, and I tip my hat to the guys at the Daily Wire for for doing what a lot of conservatives have been saying we needed to do for honestly for decades, uh, which is you know, get engaged in the culture in a more direct way. I mean, I know you did this with sports at Outkick, but this is this is the only way. If you're going to rely on the Netflix C-suite to, you know, stop making, uh, you know, George Washington biopics or something where all of a sudden everyone is, you know, cast as a as a minority or whatever, right? I mean, this is, if you're going to rely on the left to stop doing what they're never going to stop. So you might as well create your own, um, you know, your own reality and your own culture. And, and so I think, you know, this is, uh, this is a step in the right direction. I will say, uh, we'll have them on to talk more about the movie for sure. Um, and, uh, have you seen Oppenheimer, Clay? No. I watched it. I did not watch any football over the holiday, but I watched Oppenheimer. And I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure where our audience is on this one, but I'm just going to lay it down either way. Um, it was, so ponderous and self-important and boring that it's one of those things now when people tell me they liked Oppenheimer, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to take movie recs from you anymore. Um, the first hour you could have completely, it's three hours long. The first hour you could have cut out of the movie, uh, entirely, right? You could have just gotten rid of it and you would have, the second hour is pretty good when they actually do the nuclear test of the, of the bomb, right? That, that's actually well done and well executed. And then the third hour is just, Oh my gosh, Red Scare, communism, McCarthyism. I don't know. Maybe we need to have like a, I'll do like a separate podcast. McCarthy was right about almost all of it. The communist penetrations of our nuclear program were real. They make one mention of it, one mention of it in the movie. They're like, Oh yeah, this guy Klaus, Klaus, uh, you know, he stole some nuclear secrets. There are two people who were executed. Julius and Ethel Rosenberg for giving nuclear and rocket and other propulsion secrets to the so Clay. What is it with Hollywood loving commies? I'm not an expert on that on that aspect of the story. I actually have thought about going to see it. I just haven't. I didn't see Barbie either. Uh, I did go see Napoleon. I went to go see Napoleon on Wednesday night. I think that's basically the night that it came out. Oh, uh, I went with. What did you I went think? With, yeah, I went with my in-laws. I took my 15-year-old. I didn't like it. I wanted to like it oh. so much. It was just, I thought they took Napoleon 
First of all, Joaquin Phoenix did not, I think, play Napoleon very interestingly. And I thought they super neutered him. They took away what, not that I'm an expert on Napoleon, but they took away what made him supremely interesting. There was no charisma. There was no, uh, there was no panache. And I thought they just made it kind of plodding and boring. I mean, I think Napoleon honestly should be a streaming series because his life is so impressive mm. and long and so many twists and turns. A lot of people argue one of the five most brilliant generals tactically of all time. And with the Napoleonic Code, really yeah. the father of the modern French state. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and that did not come across. He seemed like kind of a loser in this movie, I thought. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.